going on, Scott? Hey, Sam. Welcome, everybody, to our Nerd Cyclopedia Star Wars Episode 8 podcast. This is going to be a comprehensive full review of the whole movie, and uh, it's going to be real exciting. Um, we are going to do some brief stuff before the spoilers start, so if you downloaded this before you saw the movie, you got a couple minutes of leeway here, so you can turn the podcast off, but we will be full spoilers. Full spoilers, guys. So we're going to discuss the plot in general, uh, implications, and um, with that in mind, uh, we want to let you know how to get in touch with us, right, Sam? Yep. Um, you got NerdCyclopedia.com, NerdCyclopediaPodcast.com. Um, at gmail.com. Hmm. You can follow us on Facebook at Nerdcyclopedia and on Twitter at Nerdcyclopedia. Absolutely. And Facebook right now is the best way to get feedback to us, and we do want your feedback. Anything you hear that you agree with, you want to talk about, anything you hear that you disagree with, you want to throw some hashtag hate Scott, hashtag hate Sam action at us. You know, <laughs> might be plenty of that this podcast. We're, we're big boys, <laughs> we can handle it. And uh, obviously, anytime you review the podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, it's helpful to us. But if you do reviews, remember, Five-star reviews, or else we give you the business. The business. And you don't want to know what the business is. Woo! All right. <laughs> so we are doing a roundtable today, and that means it's more than just me and Sam, which is uh, not unique anymore in the Nerd Cyclopedia, but it's something we've been doing a lot. Uh, we have, have a growing Nerd Cyclo family, and we're super proud of it. Uh, joining us today, uh, in addition to uh, myself and Sam, and, and I'll tell you my credit with Star Wars, as you know from listening to podcasts, I'm super obsessed with it. Uh, so, without further ado, we want to welcome back Ken. Uh, Ken, a member of the Nerd Cycler family from the Esther for Star Wars episode. You'll remember him. Yes. Uh, Ken uh, is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Saw the movie in the theater initially in, in the first when run. When it opened. When it, it opened. opened. That means the kids, he waited in line to see it at a, at a uniplex, right? Yeah, uh, yeah one. There was one them. movie. That was it. It was, was all we had. Was it a line? Yes. Okay. All right. It was, it was a line. 1977. So, so Ken is the uh, is a father of uh, two two kids, a son and a new baby girl. Congratulations again on the new arrival. Thank you. And he is. Uh, you said your son's getting into Star Wars and NASCAR, following in his father's footsteps. Way, way into Star Wars. Awesome. In fact, he is so jealous that I've seen it. It's. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got to wait. What he's, he's like, got to wait a couple months. Ten years, ten years, eleven years when he gets. Well, older. oh yeah. Well, he's going to wait a couple of years before <laughs> taking him to the theater, but um, you know, he'll, he'll see it. Soon. <laughs> well, you're a cool dad. You won't make him wait that long. No, I won't. I'm just hoping he doesn't try to take me out like. Hey, hey, whoa, that's... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he missed that whole maybe thing. Maybe just skip some parts of some <laughs> okay. movies, right? All right, and also, <laughs> and also joining us today, and new to the Nerd Cycle family, is Tony. Uh, Tony, you are uh, a lifelong Star Wars fanatic. You're uh, very well versed in the expanded universe, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because you're uh, you're uh, well versed in that sort of lore end of uh, Star Wars. And you're also a member of a local uh, of a band in the Pittsburgh area called Lucky Me, yes. whose next gig will be Saturday, uh, the 30th of December at Smitty's over in Uniontown. That is correct. Thank you, gentlemen, for you know letting me partake and. The entire podcast, and hope I can bring some insight. But thank you, absolutely, excellent. excellent. All right, Tony. So let's start out with you. Um, before we jump into the spoilers on this, and again to give people, hopefully, if they're downloading it now, a little bit of taste for for what's sure to be a, a we think is a fun experience. I know we've talked a little bit. Why don't you do real quick for me uh, a brief, uh, just a one to ten non spoiler reaction to the movie? Right initially, I've got to give it maybe an eight point seven five. I, I'm on the positive end. I loved it. I think it was great. Excellent. Right off the bat. Great. Uh, Ken, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to bump it up a little bit. I'm going to say nine and a half. Woo! Kendall well done. Tasteful. Uh, they had a lot that they needed to make sure they covered uh, in this, and I think they hit a lot of the points that I think the fan base is we're, we're looking for in this one. So Excellent. Sam? Um, a solid seven. You know, um, I come at it from Star Wars invented the tropes. <laughs> and that's what I've seen a lot with this movie. It was, a lot of the visuals were just like awesome and spectacular. And this is really a, a franchise that you really don't see, you know, really get into the lore like that. So the, just the amazement of like, you know, the visuals and like, you know, the characters and everything. Um, like I said, it was, a, it was a solid seven for me. Very good. And if you uh, follow us on Facebook, you know I posted my instant react eight and a half. Like the movie a lot. I wanted to say that because there are some. Uh, we'll get into differing opinions, but I wanted to be upfront with the audience about what we thought of the film. Um, we all enjoyed it, even Sam, who enjoyed it slightly <laughs> less than us. Uh <laughs> oh, okay. hashtag hate Sam already. <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure that uh, you know hashtag hate Ken over that nine and a half could be also happening. But, yeah. And maybe some hashtag hate Scott just because that's. That's just how that That's is. That's just how it That's is. That's the way we roll. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so what's going to happen now, guys, uh, now that we've got the brief introductions out of the way, the personal hellos, we are going to wait uh, just a couple seconds. We're going to play some uh, from, some music for you just to give you a little bit of space. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, you know, Crazy Man will pick something out good for us uh, to listen to here. Yes, sir. And then uh, we'll be back. When we come back, uh, it's a no-holds-barred spoiler free-for-all. We're assuming you've seen the movie before you come back. This is the last warning. And, uh, you know, if you, this is the type of movie I'm going to just tell you guys before we get into this. You want to see it unspoiled. You just do. Does everyone in agreement there? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as much as we don't want to tell you not to listen to podcasts, if you're about to go in, maybe just a little bit later on. Pause the podcast. Go see the movie. Come back and listen to the podcast. That's what you need to do. Sam's got it. All right. All right. So we'll be back after this. All right, we're back. So the first thing I want to do, I'm going to read the opening crawl. Uh, a lot of the experience of the Star Wars movie is the anticipation of the movie, going to the movie, waiting in line for the movie, waiting for the movie to start the previews. All of a sudden, galaxy far, far away. A long time ago, a galaxy far, far away comes up. <clears throat> in Episode 8, The Last Jedi, the First Order reigns, having decimated the peaceful Republic. Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight, but the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds toward the Rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. And that sets the stage. So the movie opens up. Resistance is going to escape. Poe Dameron is flying up to the General Hux's flagship with BB-8. And uh, is trying to stall for time, right? So this the far, galaxy far, far away was there was no Wayne's World. I guess far, far <laughs> away. I guess. Uh, so what did, you, what did you guys think about the uh, the back and forth there between uh, General Hux and uh, Poe? Ken, what did you think? Uh, the relationship between them. What did you think about that scene? The the repartee. The ah. Uh... Uh... A little, it, it was a little, a uh, little bit corny, uh, <laughs> but I like the. It, it did set the. It did set the mood that these two knew each other, had a certain amount of respect for each other too. Uh-huh. Because who did Poe go to? Well, right to him. He went to right to Hux. He's like, <laughs> I got to talk to him. 
That, you know, but that also allowed him to get the rapport going so he could get the stall for time element in there uh-huh. so they could get their further plan initiated. No, I thought it, I thought it was funny. Tony, what'd you think? I thought it was funny. Um, I'm going to state what we were talking about slightly prior is that during the entire previews, the line that was said over and over again is, Luke, this is not going to go or I'm not end the way you think. And it kind of was setting everyone up of what you're going to see, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Now, I agree with Ken. I thought it was a little campy, a little corny. I heard one of the you know, people that weren't so happy with the film saying, it sounded like I was watching Spaceballs <laughs> right off the bat. So I kind of agree with that because this was kind of a serious scene. Yeah. And in my opinion, I don't know if anybody else agrees, the master of the, of the one-liner, the witty person, was Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And no one can do what... Harrison Ford. It. He had just. I mean, he's an amazing yeah. actor. He's just. He is Han. He is Han Solo. Oh yeah. And that's the thing is that to me they kind of ended up trying to make Poe kind of in that Han Solo kind of right. you know guy, and he's not. I, so I think that's one of the main reasons why I didn't give it a ten. Okay. It's just for that. But I mean, I I will say this on the flip side, it started off already. It kind of kept me on edge. Okay. Where, whoa. Wait a minute, what's going on yeah. here? And I like that. I didn't want to be one of those people that everything is the way I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. And I like the fact that it threw me for a loop right off the bat. Well, what I liked a lot is that this set a tonal change from the last one that came out, which is Rogue One. Rogue One, of course, is a very dark... He- it was a hefty film. Yes, and, yes. And, you know, not that The Last Jedi <laughs> wasn't a hefty film. I think it was. A, it's just that, you know, they, they wanted to kind of shake you loose and say, this, you know, like you said, this movie's not going to go the way you want. So after <clears throat> taunting General Hux uh, <laughs> repeatedly with the uh, I can't hear you or the are you there yet bit, uh, Poe takes out all the cans and then uh, is told to break off his attack. Uh, this is, We're treated to BBA plugging the leaks, and then uh, Poe desperately takes out the last cannon near Suicide Alaska. Gap. During this process, he ignores Leia's order to break off the attack. Of course. Of course, because why he's... Wouldn't you, why wouldn't you? He's headstrong. Let's put mm-hmm. um, so then there's a bomb around it, and I will say that this this uh, scene was, for in my opinion, the one that just stunned me. I was I was amazed by how crazy good this scene was. Um, I'll just love what you. So the bomber run is essentially a suicide mission, and they send these uh, these B wing bombers in, and they're outfitted a whole lot like the bombers from World War Two, right? Uh, but that's what I loved about this mm-hmm. was I you never saw these these ships function like they were supposed to. They were a little bit in, in Jedi, or in, uh, yeah, in uh, Return of the Jedi, but you never saw them do their thing. This was ha- what these ships were designed to do. They were heavily armored. You get them in. They had a specific mission. None of them were meant to come out of it because in this kind of close combat, you're not going to get this ship back out like we did with the bombers in World War II. It was like they needed cover, and the A-wings really didn't do a very good job at all. I thought there was a lot of military misfire in this. So that mm-hmm. gave a lot to the resistance was really crumbled. They only had a few leadership people. There literally wasn't anyone who was a military like Mon Mothma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Akbar, who I, I guess he was there, but of course he's passed away. It's very sad. But Mon Mothma, Akbar were the two big military strategists in this, in the mm-hmm. whole thing. I don't think they were, I mean, Mon Mothma wasn't there. And I don't think Akbar was really on his game because they just sent these guys in. No cover, not enough. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see them 
doing their thing. So, I love the fact that they just went straight into action. You know? Boom. I mean, they just went straight into it. It, it, it was a little um, jarring. Well, not really jarring, but the way they actually opened up the scene was when after the, the scroll goes, usually have a uh, the the camera panned down to like a small planet in the far mm-hmm. corner, mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, with the other movies. It was a big planet, <laughs> and they went straight into like the action. I was like, oh wow, they're really you know getting right into it. So that was really it, it was really good to see that. You know, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a big fight, and it yeah. was, had a lot of a lot of pandering, a lot of things going on yeah. that really drew the <laughs> the fan right. back because. It's been four years, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we saw a Star Wars film. Rogue mm-hmm. One was, but it was a story. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> and to go, to go back to um, Tony's point again, I'll, I'll let you continue here in just a minute, Scott. Um, it was a little jarring with the, the humor and everything. And that's something that you really didn't have during, like, really any of the movies of, like, the, the prequel trilogy. Because I watched, like, everything up until, you know, the prequel trilogy and, like, the regular Star Wars trilogy. And and it really wasn't even in there for, like, The Force Awakens to me. Mm-hmm. I think this movie, at least the humor, they sort of, like, stepped it up. While it was funny for, like, casual, mm-hmm. I think it was there for, like, more casual, you know, um, fans and everything. Which is which is fine because you're trying to gather, like, you know, everybody into it and... Um, you know, you, you're just trying to um, encompass a big audience, but it was the the opening humor was a little bit, eh, you know. Um, I laughed, but it was just you know a little different. <laughs> yeah, and to let's go continue, but just briefly, I agree. Um, I thought the bomber scene was great. Now, going into jumping ahead a little bit about expanded universe, there was a comic book in the late '90s called Dark Empire, which uh, is no longer okay. canon. Those yeah. were shown in there. So for the real nerdophiles like myself, was an amazing moment. Oh my! Oh really? I'm seeing wow. something that came out 15 years ago in a comic book that's non-canon, but now they're bringing it they in. Made oh, it that's real. awesome! So yeah. that yeah. was yeah. nice for wow. all those like real nerdophiles that have been around for 20 years collecting stuff. Wow, there's some justification. Oh, that's that awesome! Have Luke, the the, the, the temple. Destruction too, the Jedi Temple. Well, that was the one where, and again, we get to this is all wrong. <laughs> that's yeah, all XR, in, that's XR Kun and the Dark Spirit of the right. Sith. Right, and this, yeah, this comic is the one where Palpatine <laughs> made clones Clone. of himself okay. that nobody knew about. Yeah, and every time he died, he would come back to another clone. So he came oh, back wow. like two or three times. And but... he was better looking each time. Right. Exactly. He was well, you know, remember, I mean, you can't just have, if you're going to well, make a clone of yourself, you're not making it your ugliest. Exactly. Each time it was like, it was like, he was like, he was like better looking. He exactly. Was, he was like 20 year old power yeah, right. at this yeah. point. But anyway, it was shown in that. So that was great. Um, I like the fact that maybe anyone that has a military background would kind of drew you in. If you have a family that's been in the military, if you're yeah. interested in it. It was nice. And I think it showed everything that the rebellion is really ragtag now. It's really, really down to its bare bones. They're just going in with, this is, we really don't have anything left to lose. Let's just go in. And so I just thought it was a great scene. Well, having taken out the dreadnought, obviously, Poe, you know, Poe disagrees with management, I guess, or the uh, command about whether the dreadnought's worth trading the bomber fleet for. Um, but significantly, I don't. I don't want to skip this. Uh, as the fleet's being destroyed, uh, a uh, an Asian American or Asian whatever I don't know, Asian Star Warsian uh, bomber mechanic uh, desperately grabs, drops the bombs that destroys the dreadnought. Also, she's gripping an amulet uh, that's 
I think it's the Jedi religion sort of amulet, and that's important later, so we'll put a pin in that. Her name is Paige, by the way. Paige is R.I.P. Paige. Okay. So, okay. But I do want to point out that after how funny that first scene, I thought it was funnier than I guess most people, but after that first scene, it was jarring to have such, I felt a lot of an emotional connection with the, the bomber crews. I thought they had no screen time, but I thought they did a really good job bringing the real consequences of command and real consequences yeah. of decision home for you. You know, really making Poe watch that was, was tough for him. So after the Dreadnought is destroyed, which is awesome, because mm-hmm. uh, the, the captain of the Dreadnought sort of, you know, sucked. Uh, Hux is reprimanded by Snoke on the bridge of his ship. He says, I'll take this in my quarters. And Snoke just comes on and just yeah, starts right. eating oh, the Oh, great. He says, oh, wonderful. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I'll see you here. And he pulls, yeah. him, he pulls him to the deck. And then uh, uh, Hux says, we have the resistance on the end of a string, which is cryptic. Right, right, Maybe right, it'll come right. up later. And then uh, in the... So we're treated now to the Technicolor throne room. Of Supreme Leader Snoke, who is that was awesome. Yeah, that the, was all, nice. that red, <laughs> all that red. Oh, it looked like old timey movies with all that color saturation. <laughs> and and I'm going to say this. So I want before we talk about the things that happened in that scene, I want to ask your first impression, Tony, of, of of Supreme Leader Snoke here. How did hit the way he was portrayed here? How did the way he looked here compare to how you thought he would look based on how he was portrayed in Episode Seven? I was okay with it. I enjoyed it. I kind of always knew when we saw him in The Force Awakens and he's, you know, his head is 10 feet tall or it looks like we're 20 feet tall. I always thought it was a projection. I never thought that (laughs) he was really this 75 foot tall being. Right. Maybe some people did. I never thought that. So I kind of figured he was kind of looking like this. Um,. Obviously, I believe he was completely CGI. Of the looks of oh yeah, it's Andy Serkis, who's you know mm-hmm. Gollum and King Kong, and there's a CGI character in the last twenty years that was played by this guy. He does a good job, I think. Uh, looks the dude looks like someone hit him in the head with a baseball bat, like right on, on the, the chin. Yeah. And then we're going to go <laughs> into <laughs> that of you know about Snoke, and I'm sure we're going to go into that a little bit oh, further. Yeah. Well, that'll come up later, uh, right? Hopefully, you know why. Have you seen scene, this movie? <laughs> last thing, and then I'll let you continue on the scene. I actually took a lot of film classes in college. And a lot of things do this is just psychological. The reason he's all in red is, of course, it's going to automatically make your emotions evil. Yeah. Uh, intensity. Yeah, race well, intensity. You know, it automatically just does it without mm. having to say a word. So I kind of saw why they did that. There but, was a, a hefty malevolence. Yes. Is maybe the way to yes. say it. So Snoke tells, uh, he's laughing with Hux when you get there, which obviously is the opposite of what you were seeing. So you know Hux must have told him something good. So there's something in the string thing. Kylo Ren comes in. Uh, Snoke tells Kylo Ren, you may still turn back to the dark side despite uh, having killed Han Solo and tells him to take off that ridiculous helmet. He said he looks ridiculous. Uh, Kylo Ren has a scar on his face. It's being healed. It looks kind of like a like snakeskin a little bit on his cheek. And then uh, he is rep- rep- reprimanded by the Supreme Leader. And then he gets in an elevator and has one of the, what I would call, Kylo Ren's signature freakouts. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Smashes the helmet into Angry man helmet. moments. Right. <laughs> Smashes the helmet and throws it down. Notice the helmet looked a whole lot like Vader's melted helmet yeah. from mm-hmm. episode 7. I, right. That right. was some parallel was there. Was his grandfather. Yeah. So we are treated to go... So now the, the scene jumps back to the Resistance, and Finn uh, wakes up in his jacuzzi suit <laughs> from mm-hmm. The Simpsons. I guess they have those. And, uh, and he asks for Ray. And then we cut to... <laughs> you laughing at the jacuzzi suit? Sure, whatever. Okay. Back so, to... Back to... A point. Um, what did you guys think about um, him not having the mask or in the, and it being smashed? I thought it was like, okay. I know actors, and they tend to do this with a lot of Marvel movies because they have masks and they want to show the actor's face all the time. You know, having... Yeah. You know, a FaceTime with the movie. 
um, it was the 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 mask is really cool to me, you know. So it was just kind of like, okay, he's not going to have this for the rest of the movie. And, and sure enough, he didn't have it for the rest of the right. movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was just kind of like, you know, disappointing on that end that, you know, you, you had this real cool outfit. Like Vader had his on like the whole movie. But he needed it. Yeah, he, he, he would well, die. He needed, right. yeah. hey, he needed it. So that, that's, and that was what I was going to say. I was going to say. But I think in, in a lot of ways, this story is a story. If you want to call, you know, Kylo Ren's arc through this movie, and, you know, uh, Obviously, you've seen the movie, or you wouldn't be listening to this. Uh, it's really he—he he triumphs where Vader failed, is what I think. It was what I think the story of, of Kylo Ren is here, and, and I think when when Snoke tells him to take off that ridiculous helmet, he's really stepping out of the shadow of Vader and into a place where he's more successful than Vader ever could be. Because Vader could never really slip the Emperor's grasp. Right. Right. I thought it was a great scene, and I think. Again, going to where you start reading on Facebook or online, oh, I didn't like the movie. That was another one. Is everybody wants the mask? Uh, everybody okay. wants Vader. Okay. Everybody yeah. wants yeah. Vader Bach okay. 2. Okay. And yeah. now all Maybe of a sudden it's gone. Going with. Yeah. It's yeah. gone. We're into 15 minutes in the film, and uh-huh. one of the most iconic things of the new trilogy, uh-huh. it's gone already. Right. Uh-huh. So again, going like back, that. that this is not going to go the way you think. Mm-hmm. It's already yeah. smashed. Yeah. And I like the fact that, yeah, it's already foreshadowing that he's not going to be Vader. He's already going to be beyond anything right. Vader thinks. So right. I... I thought it was great. It didn't play with that, um, you know, Vader. Because they really already did that. I just like how to cool the mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. It was cool. Listen, no one's going to take that away from you. It's still cool. Yeah. It's still going to be cool tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be good there. So we cut to Ray. So this is a planet called Achtu, which is... Sounds like a sneeze, but that's cool. Uh, Ray is just, just sort of like a recap of the scene from the end of Episode 7. She arrives at the Jedi planet... She hands the Luke Skywalker the live tape of Anakin and he just goes, eh, what is this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, baseball moment. I'm yeah, not sure. Right. Yeah, right. Was like Luke's, trying to, Luke's just uh, does, wants nothing to do with it. And uh, Ray pleads with Luke that she's from the Resistance, Leia Center. He refuses to do anything. And then Chewie basically kicks his door all the way through his house and comes in and, and it kind of shakes Luke out of it. And he asks uh, where Han is, uh, which obviously made me very sad. Han is my favorite character. So, what did you think of the first impressions of Luke, uh, old man Luke? First things he did, first things he said here. I mean, just start off again. This kind of already at, at this point of the film, I'm already realizing that this is not going to be the way. Again, going back to the right. line, let me just let go of any preconceptions already. This is already completely different, and I had it in my mind that okay, it is 30 years gone. He's not the same person. He's an old man now. And I look back to the, you know, prequel trilogy, uh, Obi-Wan, you know, in the Clone Wars days was very different than in A New Hope. So I kind of looked at it that way. I didn't expect Luke to be this, you know, and then we already knew that the fact that he ran away, whatever happened with Ben Solo, that he wanted to disconnect from the four. I knew he was going to be a little bit different. So you see, you see a pretty good parallel between Obi-Wan Kenobi and episode, between episodes three and four on Luke. In a way, in a way, yeah. Not exactly, but the fact that they're very different. So apprentice, you know, tried to murder them or whatever, murder a bunch of people. Yes. I feel that too. So we cut back, after he says, where's Han, we cut back to the resistance and Leia demotes Poe for ignoring her order to break off the attack. And then the First Order pulls the string and all the First Order ships start dropping out of hyperspace. Uh, and then uh, attack is led on the cruisers by Kylo Ren. And he gets into a position to destroy the bridge of the main cruiser. However, 
Uh, echoing what Snoke had already said, he could not bring himself to kill his mother. Mr. T would be proud. <laughs> I just realized this is that's going to cut. That podcast is going to come out next week. Uh, if you're listening to this next episode, Mr. T centric, uh, <laughs> going to talk about Mr. T next week. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the Thai the Thai bombers, on the other hand, that are next to him can't can uh, bring it upon themselves to kill everybody. So they shoot the bridge. The bridge explodes, and Leia is sucked out into space. Wakes up, uses the force to pull herself back to the cruiser and collapses. That was awesome. Yeah, loved loved that. That was a real good scene. I mean, I want I want to point out that you know it's very unfortunate that Carrie Fisher passed away, but I do want to keep a running count of how many times they missed an opportunity to retire the character. (laughs) Uh, I know that I I know it's not like that. I'm just going to put down this is the. I I figured this was was it. Right? I I thought that was going to be. I thought it was going to be a two. I thought that. But like Tony said, you know, this is not going to go the way that you expect. So Leia survives it. That was a surprise. That was a big surprise to me too. Uh, What did what is what are the implications of? Does anyone have anything to say about Leia being able to use that much force energy uh, in a life or death situation? She was as she's as strong as Luke. She just never took the path. Okay. She never took the path into the training the uh, the side of things. She was more the military, the more leader mm-hmm. side. Of course, you, you said in multiple times that the Jedi were really temp- Knights Templar. Yes. I mean, they just ran around and destroyed things for <laughs> for some higher. Goal, you know, yeah. and nobody knew what it was. So, the, so, the, so the Jedi were just soldiers that ran uh, around and like destroyed things. Zealots, and, yeah. yeah, zealots. Whereas Leia was like, no, I want to be more of a leader, more of government, more po- political right. force. Well, she was but, also royalty. She, she was, was also raised by one of the three candidates up for supreme chancellorship when Palpatine Absolutely. was elected. I accidentally watched the uh, Phantom Menace last night. After I fell asleep, so I heard that last night. Uh, so uh, it's all right. It's a Star Wars movie. I didn't have to pay attention. Was it weird that um, that she <laughs> chose it? I mean, I guess chose to use it at that time. I mean, that's the first time we ever seen her really use a force like that. Well, Something like that would have. I, I, mean, I can understand, like you know, why that, why would you know why she would use it at that point in time? But you know. We never seen her, like you said, have any train or anything like well, that. Well, just like Ray, she's resistant to the mind probe, uh-huh. and she can talk to Luke via the force. Yeah, yeah. So there are some some nascent abilities there, but this is the first. Oh, the way they do. Uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> I think that was the the only reason I didn't give it a straight ten. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's just, you know it's unfortunate that Carrie first passed, and I thought. Okay, she's going out. I thought this was it. Like this, this is, is how they're gonna. This, to happen, this right? is how they're gonna, you know, remove her from the uh, trilogy now. Only other question I got for you before we move on. Uh, I want to have a yes or no. Um, yes or no. Is it okay? Is, is the story still makes sense if she's alive, for, uh, or should she have died here? Should she still be alive, Tony? I didn't. Th- I thought she no. should have went there. No. I mean, I'm just talking about no. this instance, Sam. Yeah, no, I thought she should have um, passed. <laughs> No, I think she should be still around. I okay. think she's there. There are if they're going to keep anything steady, and if they're going to keep any cohesion between any of this, right? And, unless they go Rogue One, kill everybody, <laughs> kill everybody, and start over. They have to keep some of the main characters. It is unfortunate, but it's not also nice that her. And I wonder how hard it is for her daughter, yeah, to still be. To uh, see it now and see the scenes where she's with her mother, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a crazy uh, I mean, movie. Man. I mean, but I mean, did you generally like the way 
I didn't, and I, I mean, obviously we all know, you know, she's a Skywalker. She's Force-sensitive. You know, I understand she became more political and didn't really uh, groom, you know, or grow her powers. Mm-hmm. But I thought that it's somewhere, maybe in the Force, or something, something besides just, okay, she talks to Luke. Yeah. Something. I could have been okay with the final scene of the movie. Just somewhere over the lane, she goes there and, oh, the water's over there on that table. Let me just grab it over here and let me just... And just, you know, something to show a physical manifestation of her force ability. Yeah, that's, that's that, the I think that's right. what, Well, all of a sudden now... Right, right. I think that's what sort of... Um, you know, not just, only can she do that, she can basically revive herself yes, from the dead. Yes, like, Wow, that's yes. pretty... Yeah, that, you know, that's, that, was, that seemed to me to maybe be a little... It's going, we're going from zero to a thousand. We both know the expanded universe is full of examples of Jedi using extreme power when they're in right. stress. Just like the mother lifting the car up off the baby, right? So I do want to comment, uh, although it is not announced until later, R.I.P. Admiral Akbar, it was a trap. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so we cut back to Octu, and all of a sudden, hey, Kylo Ren and uh, Ray can talk to each other and see each other. <sighs> Kylo immediately realizes it can't be possibly be Ray doing this because the exertion would kill her. Put a note. I'm just going to put a gold star by that let's one. Let's talk about that right quick. Okay. okay. I was... Um, um, anybody seen Stranger Things? Yes. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yes. So... The direction with both um, Kylo and um, Ray talking to each other was just not working for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that they could have had like a, you, you know how um, uh, seven, what, no, eleven. She goes into like that astral plane or whatever, right? So you know, like the upside, the down. upside so the in between, not the upside <laughs> not down, but the, the in between, between right, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I thought it should have been like a um, like a space where both of them can go so they could talk to each other. The way they had the camera just. You know, on to one side, it was just too regular for me. Yeah. You know, and it just didn't really, you know, sync up for me. You know, the way they, you know, just was talking to each other. It was disoriented. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it didn't satisfy my visual, you know, interpretation <laughs> of how two people that are trying to, you know, be psychologically, you know, psych. What is it? What would you call it? Um, kinetically linked. Kinetic, kinetic you know, um, yeah. how they would talk to each other. You know. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I, I think now, here's the advantage of... Am I the only one that saw this twice, yes. first of all? Okay. That's one of the reasons we actually let you come. Well, thanks. <laughs> now, it was very, very weird. And it was very like, well, wait a minute. We've never seen this before. No, yes. Right, you know, right. Snoke does talk about it later. Is that later on, and I saw... That, I didn't catch it the first time. I caught it the second time. I am the one that connected you. Mm-hmm. I am the one that did this because... I knew that Ray is going to now want to, you know, try to save Kylo. Okay. I know that Kylo's going to want to bring Ray in. Okay. Pr- I knew you guys would work well. You know, one's going to use, one's the yin, the other one's the yang. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I force connect you, right. I'm going to bring you both here. Okay. So it's actually answered, and you'll see it when you see it a second time. Yeah. Okay. He explains it because it is so weird. Yeah, okay. It's, it's purposefully yeah. done to be weird. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. designed. Yeah. So when, when I said it was disorienting, I was simply commenting that it was presented in a way that would echo how it was presented to the character. Okay. So Ray is disoriented. Obviously, she shoots the wall, makes those, you know, made people really mad. 
<laughs> Which is just a, a pretty good running gag. Can I just mention that? Yeah. When it comes up. Yeah, like when she cut the... Never mind, it's later. When she cuts the tower in half and it comes So was it basically her bringing um, Kylo to the temple? Because we never saw her... Um, they just see each other. So they just see each other. If you remember... surroundings. Well, I know he didn't... I mean, I know she didn't bring him in, but we never see her in the, um, the ship. Right, well, that, that's what I was going to say. She could see him. He couldn't see her. So I thought that, because it was during the dialogue, she's like telling him specific things uh, about what he's doing. And he's like, I can't see you. Well, he couldn't see her surroundings. Right. But she could see where he was. So it it was just really weird. It was kind of a matrixy, kind of a weird kind of A little bit like Sensei, actually. Little, little. So, I mean, it was a little bit just just jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh A little weird. So okay. that's yeah, that's uh, so that's a connection between the two of them that, as we discussed, will pay off later. Uh, Luke still doesn't want anything to do with any of this, and then R two D two, who's his best friend, obviously other than Han, plays the original message from Episode Four. That was good. Back. Yeah. Back. Luke basically <laughs> like calls that. it a dirty trick. <laughs> yeah, says, right. Come He's on, like, man. why? Why would you? Why would I do this? Why would I do this? <laughs> like, well, let me pull up this data file. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he agrees to teach Ray. Uh, three lessons about the Jedi and why it must end. And then we're back to the Resistance. Laura Dern is put in charge because uh, Leia's in the coma. And, that, and uh, her name is Admiral Holdo. And the First Order is tracking the Resistance through hyperspace to figure out well, that's the string. They can tell where they're going. And then Finn attempts to board an escape pod here. And I wanted to digress just for a second. And I wanted to ask... Uh, what did uh, why is he getting in that escape pod, guys? Do you, which one was it? Either to escape, or was he trying to go find Ray? He's trying to go find Ray. Yeah, he's trying to find, well, Ray. not find her, but keep her from going there, right? Because he knew that they were doomed, mm-hmm. so he was trying to keep her from ah, and, and right. going somewhere. So he's else. escaping with the binary cutter to get her, so she doesn't come back to the doomed situation. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. That was another benefit of it. seeing it twice. There he kind could. of answers it that you know they're doomed. If he brings her here, the homing device is going to bring her in, then she's going to get killed, okay. and this is it, and that's I, the end of the movie. I thought I would ask because um, what happens next here is Finn is discovered by Rose. Rose is holding the same amulet that Paige, remember we said we'd come back to her, that Paige is uh, holding in the opening scene that is, we understand have, they have a relationship. She mentions it's her sister. She's very upset. And she says she's tased like three or four people who try to use escape pods to get away. <laughs> and Finn is, well, she's like, what are you doing with that packed bag? Mm-hmm. Tases Finn after she calls Finn a hero of the uh, rebellion. That's why I was asking after that other thing, because I detected some sort of, maybe a touch of shame. But I guess I was just seeing stuff. To touch on that point, are we seeing like a development of, of a, a relationship with or with them two? Or was it just, well, I, I guess that's more towards the end there. But... Yes, you're right. You are right. You are I, th- right. I agree with what you're saying, <laughs> you which is right. that they're 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 paying off and they're building up a connection between yes. Finn but it and Rose. seemed like the connection was one sided. Yes. It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. She has a crush on him. He's a hero. I agree. Yeah. I say that. yeah. And that's another one that disjarred a lot of people. Is that anytime we see one love story, we saw Anakin and Padme. We saw Han mm-hmm. and Leia. That was it. Mm-hmm. Little tension between. That's it. Yeah. Now we're starting to get this weird triangle thing going on where, yeah. you know, Rose is all about Finn. But Finn, what's the first thing he says? You know, like, right. oh, where's Ray? So right. we already know, like, right. he's trying to right. find her. He's all about her. Right. And then I don't know if I'm jumping too far at the no, end. No, no. Now all of a sudden, 
Which is weird. I never realized that um, Ray and Poe never met each other in the Force. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the way they addressed that, too. Now, <laughs> He's like, whoa, check out this dude. And then what does he say? He said, I don't remember the exact line, but someone like, I know. Which is what Han said. <laughs> so already, now the weird thing is, is that now we're going to get this weird triangle and where is it going to go? But that's okay. I, I don't know. I'm okay with it. So, yeah, they're, they're good with triangles. Luke, Luke, Leia, and Han were triangles. You know, they're like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so. We didn't know who it was real. Yeah. You know, who, yeah, was, who was Han going to uh, end up with? Who was Luke going to end up with? Maybe. I think, I think it was so much going on with this movie. I don't think they even had time for any type of. Romantic, romantic. She kisses him. Like they touched. The, <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. It was. I mean? well, it was touched just a smidge. This might as well be. This is a good. We're like one paragraph from where I was planning on taking a break from the script, mm-hmm. uh, just to, in the recap anyway. And we're doing good on time, so this is as good a place as any to do this digression tuning, and that's uh, that's perfectly cool. I want to. If you want to talk about, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, we're nerds. Obviously, we don't <clears throat> have a lot of expertise with women. Uh, that's the whole point of the nerd. Hey, I'm married. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're all, we're obviously, all married. Obviously, guys, I'm just kidding. We've all found someone to take pity on us. Yeah, someone, <laughs> exactly. We've all found someone to tolerate our, right. our crap. Uh, but I wanted to ask this. So we, we've, come, we've come a significant way in the, in the script. So I wanted to say I've got two questions for you. All right? One, who is Ray? And two, do you think that she's going to end up with, and I mean in a real sense, with Ben. And how are those related? Did you catch, because I got a feeling that there was some some sparks between Kylo and Ray. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what, what type of sparks are you yeah, referring laser to? Laser sword sparks. Well, those sparks for sure, but definitely, they, I thought there was an attraction for sure. I thought that was one of the reasons they portrayed... I didn't Other interpret topless. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because you remember she was like, "Put your shirt on." Like, yeah. whoa, you know, like you're Mister Evil. I'm not supposed to like you, but you're buff, so no. <laughs> right, and that's how that how that's he was like. Wait, you can see me, I can't see you. That's yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's yeah. What so, say, right. Uh, are you asking me first? Yeah, yeah. Tell me okay. anything. You know what? This whole film threw everything up in the air. I have no idea. I cannot <laughs> tell you. What's gonna? I have no idea because it did throw every theory out the window of what you thought was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know they say you're nobody. Well, was he lying to her just right. to get her yeah. right, to feel right, bad about herself? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Is it true? We don't know exactly. I think it's true, but I don't really know. That's the great thing about. I have no idea. So. What would I like to do? Uh, I mean... Where do you think they're going? Uh, maybe that's a better way to put it. Where do you think they're actually going with this? I think it's going to be cut and dry. I think the fact that Kylo is not Vader. He's not... And we know that, that, you know, like, Anakin killed younglings. He did some horrible, horrible things. But to kill your own father, you know, that was pretty brutal. And I don't know yeah. how they were going to come back and say, okay, now all of a sudden, right. you're a good guy. But he and, didn't kill his mother, though. Well... And then we're going to go yeah, back to see, that. That's, that's why I thought, that's one of the reasons I thought that would have been such a good way for Carrie Fisher to go out because it showed right. the difference in, in how, and what happened to Han and Leia. Mm. Um, but it still shows the difference in how he acts and where he is. Like, Snoke is right. He's not, he wasn't fully committed to Snoke in the dark side at that he point. He wasn't really. And Snoke's, and then we're going to talk about this, comes later on in the film. And Snoke kind of explains all of this of. When he said something as as the light, as your darkness goes up, so does your light. And he kind of talked about that. But 
What I think is going to happen, I think Kylo is truly going to be the bad guy. Okay. I don't think he's ever going to so turn. you're convinced that... that I'm convinced that he's totally the bad guy at okay. this point. I'm, I'm with Tony. Okay. I think Kylo Ren is going to come up from the ashes, take over, uh-huh. take over, and find himself an apprentice. And I think that's going to cause this whole turmoil because he's not really trained fully. Right. He's not right. um he's not a str- as strong a leader as, as uh the emperor or Vader no. or really anybody else, but he's very angry. Yeah, he's very motivated. A lot of temper tantrums as we see. Yes. <laughs> so <like> signature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's definitely going that way. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the new first order or second yep. order or whatever they're going to do with it. Yep. Ray I, I and I, I've only seen it once, but I think about things. I think I think, well, what's going to happen? So, Luke's gone. One with the, with he's, the he's out. Yeah. Hoof. Right. He he exerted all his, all his energy, mm-hmm. everything that he had pent up in him for thirty, forty years, however right. long that was, is gone mm-hmm. with the with what he did. Ray uh, is going to now continue that. She can't have a relationship. Because Jedi can't love. So there, I don't think there's going to be anything between her and Kylo or her and Finn. Right. Do you, yeah. do you believe that? I agree with you Do you totally. believe that she, do you believe Kylo Ren when he says she's nothing? I no. think he was, you know, no, I don't agree. No. I don't agree. I don't, I, I, don't, that was, I don't, I don't think that he, I'm glad you he mentioned knows that. anything about Just, the parent, her parents yeah. and everything. I think he's totally lying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has yet to be revealed. Yeah. Um, how they go about that. You know, whatever twist they're going to come up with, that is just going to be totally just blunt mind blowing. Here is my total tinfoil basic speculation, and this is this. I'll just lay it all out. I think that she is a younger sister of Kylo Ren. I think that I, I get that. Feeling. I, I, I think that, that she's significant. She's younger because when she's dropped off on Jakku, she's five years old. And mm-hmm. if Han and Leia had two kids and both were super strong in the Force, Luke was training one who went dark. What's the best thing you can do to protect the other one? Just what they wipe, did in the beginning. Wipe the minds. Wipe the minds. Only Luke knows where she is, and where's Luke go? The middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's my speculation. I understand that it's based in mm, functionally nothing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to put a lot of stuff. It's in, a good theory, I but I'm going to go opposite. I think that she really is not connected. She's not a Skywalker at all. The mm-hmm. only reason I say that <clears throat> is that it was kind of a foreshadowing where. Luke is saying, like, the Jedi are so vain to think that we own the Force. That the Force is through all of us. And I think he's trying to say also, the Skywalkers are... Society thinks the Skywalkers are so vain that they're the only ones. They're the supreme beings (laughs) of everything, and they have to rule everything. And I think because if we go to the end scene, Mm -hmm. it shows that, you know, that boy that's Force-sensitive... Oh, it's yeah. not just the Skywalkers. We'll get to that. You know, we're going to get... I'm jumping in, but that's the we'll reason why that. I think that she really is not connected at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be a, a really surprising way to go as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's... So, it's, it's, I think that, that the narrative device of having of that... We'll get to that later. I just wanted to digress. Mm-hmm. So, that's what we talked about a little bit. It felt, it felt organic to me. So, Rose figures out how to stop the tracking because it's from one discrete place and she knows she's familiar with the map or whatever. Right. And then... Uh, they need to get onto the ship and flip the switch, very similar to how Obi-Wan did with the tractor beam, right? That's that mm-hmm. type of mission. Mm-hmm. Um, they call up Maz Katana. Poe helps them call up Maz Katana, who uh, 
who basically looks like she's playing laser tag, right? Mm-hmm. I was trying to right. figure that one out. And she says, go find this super-duper awesome hacker. He's wearing a flower in his lapel, and he's in a really awesome casino that's going to look cool, and you already know it's going to look cool as soon as she says that. So they're going to go off and do that. And then, uh, so we cut back to Octu, and Luke begins to teach Ray how to feel the force. And she sees herself, after she develops a connection, sees herself falling into a creepy as heck hole. That thing was like, oh, it looked yeah, like it was scary. a living hole with spider legs just flying <laughs> crawling out of it. Yeah, just like the Dagobah, Luke yeah. walked yeah. in, just yeah. the same so, sort of... Yeah. I was okay with it because of Dagobah. Yeah. I was so, completely okay with it. Luke explained it too. He said, strong light side, strong dark side. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom, you get it, right? And then, uh, let's see here. She is pulled toward the hole, and then it spits water, and she's all wet. And Luke is alarmed. He says, you didn't even try to stop yourself, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. And he says that, um, he says, I've seen that type of power before. I wasn't afraid then, but I know better now to be afraid of it. And Luke tells, that Je- Luke tells Ray that the Jedi failed, and he knows enough to be afraid. Ben, obviously, was the other time. Ben Solo. And on those too, those flashback mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. And then those we, are great. We move on to Canto yeah. Bite, the space inequality Vegas of the number one percent. BB-8, Finn, and Rose try to find the hacker. They leave their ship illegally parked in a no parking zone, which obviously is a big no-no. And space inequality Vegas. And they see some horses running around, or some sorry, some space horses running around. And I got a lot of awes from the audience when those came on. <laughs> some girls in the back of me just like, wow. Oh, every time they saw those little horses. Space horses. <laughs> All right. And, and so they're trying to find the hacker. They get arrested. They get thrown in jail. And they meet DJ in jail. So I wanted to stop before we get to what happens with the rest of the space horses cavalcade here. Is DJ actually the hacker Moscatana sent them to meet? Or is it the other guy? It was the other guy. It was the other guy. I just... This whole scene was the weird... Just weird. Is like this guy with the emblem is like this Ricardo Montalban kind of like... Yeah. He looks like he should be on... We know who he was? No. Did you watch The Leftovers? No, I didn't. So I'm not... He was, he was the the cop yeah. in The Leftovers. Yeah, yeah. That was he, it. Was, he, he was the lead. Yeah, he said, right. I want to be in this film somehow. Just he's a friend. Yeah, he's a friend of J.J. Yeah. Abrams. So, <laughs> that's why he it was there. weird. It's kind of like now we're on like Fantasy Island and he's on a ship. Like, who's right. this guy? Um, so that was weird. <laughs> DJ, I think... I, I don't know. This one was kind of really threw me a little bit because, well, he's wearing the lapel she told him, right. but now this DJ seems like he would be the guy. Yeah. And, and then I'm capable, thinking, right? if he's such a great hacker, why is he in jail? Yeah. How did right. he get caught? He's See, that's, great, that's my thought. Is that, like, what's is that, going on here? The reason I think he's actually who she sent them to meet is because he obviously could just walk in and out of jail whenever he wants. Right. So this one was a little bit weird. So couldn't, here's what I thought. Maz gave him the information. Maz was broadcasting this on a secure channel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I think that DJ was put there by the First Order. I think they already knew that they were going there. They were going to this casino. They were going to meet this person. Get thrown in jail. I mean, they could put all of this into order. Into, into, into motion. And that's why he was there. But you're right. If he was such a great hacker, what's he doing in jail? Uh-huh. So this so is a little... Way this too one, ham hammer, hammered for just it to not be a setup. This is one where I think maybe I'll get an answer in the third, fourth, or fifth viewing. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> but this is the one I'm still a little bit... Maybe it's I It's iffy. Yeah, it's very iffy for me. I need some other people to give me their input. Because... 
I think I think it'll come out, but I I I think it's supposed to be ambiguous, maybe or or either that or I'm really dense, guys. I mean, one or the other, and I'm pretty (laughs) dense. Um, So after DJ opens the cell and everyone runs away, they get on their space horses and ride around, and the space horses run away. They're horses. They're just horses, but they're in space. I don't know what you want me to call them. Thank goodness they ran away. I know, right? They got all the way away from the team. What what did you guys just think of the scene? Period. Like you know, the whole setup, the whole surroundings, like. It was a little different for Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always kind of done something where I remember, like, in once they redid the original trilogy, and they remember the um, the scene where they go in and uh, they're seeing oh the big slug. I'm already because I'm thinking too fast. Java? Java, thank you. I kind of lost myself. <laughs> there's only one. You know, that's that's, the, the one that's actually the Huddy's translation of Java. Is the, right. is so the remember slot. the expanded one? All of a sudden there's this big, they expanded the song and dance and they made it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. they did yeah, that? Yeah. So they kind of sound, to me, is like they tried to do okay. that. It's okay. like, well, we're not going to remake this, so yeah. let's just make a grandiose. A little bit of comic relief, too. A little bit of comic Monkey relief. Monkey dude putting the coins in BB-8. Yeah. So what I missed from it, the only I like the scene that they... There was always a bar. There's always a band. Mm-hmm. Where was the band? There was a little bit of the Calypso sound from Figure and Dan and the Modal Nodes. So they were bringing that back, and I expected to see them. <laughs> that was what I was like as a musician myself, also, mm-hmm. Tony. You know, you've got to have the band. Where's the, you get a bar, you get a band. They weren't there. <laughs> it would have been nice to see one of the old band. It would have been nice to they see one. They weren't yes, there. They but, weren't. But so. the music sounded like one of their tracks. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I was like, oh, if they just had done that. It's just a cover band of those guys. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a tribute to them. It's a tribute band. band. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, now i got to get that, that blue snout thing. i got to get that going. You know? got to get those big, long pipes. Oh, don't get even get me started. All right. So uh, so after they leave they leave the, uh, Space Inequality Vegas, uh, I do want to say that's some of the most strong social commentary I've ever seen from a Star Wars uh, story. I, I'm going I'm to talk about that. Um, to me, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, everything. Some of the, again, some of the criticism that I've been seeing is the fact they use those, the term 1%. That mm. it's already that some people, and again, I'm not going to get into any of that mm. at all, but whatever political leaning you're going to, some people felt that it was one Too on the nose. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> like, you know, they're making a social commentary. Yeah. I mean, I personally wasn't bothered by it. But I guess some people to feel very strongly one way or the other, maybe so. But I was okay with it. Well, no oh, art exists in a political vacuum, that's for sure. Yeah. Art is, art is consumed by the population that consumes it. Um, so back to Octu. Uh, Kylo, Ren and Re- Kylo, Ren, and Rey are bound together in the Force more. Ren starts to tell Rey that Luke tried to kill him because he's too strong. And Rey decides to explore the cave. She goes into the cave and sees a glass wall that she assumes is the mirror of Erised from Harry Potter. Asks her to show her, <laughs> show her her parents, and we see a shadowy form that walks up. It is, in fact, Ray. We are then treated to the uh, one of the most trippy fourth-dimensional representations of perception that I've seen in a long time as you watch Ray encounter moments in the, t- in the timeline in real time. It's really, really interesting. But it showed how there was a continuity to everything. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about the fact that she sees herself? There is some speculation that this is an allusion to the uh, the idea in the prequel trilogy that Anakin Skywalker was birthed by the Living Force. 
What, what do, you, do you guys see any connection uh, there? Or? I never. I don't you know what? That I never thought about that theory. That's a good one. I never thought about that. To be clear, it's not my theory for whoever's theory. Well, if it is, not hey, I own it. I own it. I completely own it. You might have just caught I don't need to get it. I don't need to get any extra hate, Scott. I was going to say, it's like, you know. I get enough hate, Scott, already. Hate, right? Scott. You know, it's going to go through the roof with that statement. But honestly, I never thought about that. To me, it solidifies why I think that she's not a Skywalker. Is mm-hmm. that I know everyone in the theater was like, here we go. Here it is. Luke's going to be there. Why it's going to be Han. Why is it Han? Here we go. Harrison Ford's in this movie, right? He's going to be there. It's going to be his picture. <laughs> no! Nope. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Not at all. Oh. And then the cookie stuff. But she sees... Uh, okay, so so they're in, so she's in the cave. We cut back well, to the Resistance Cruiser. That right? is the, the, the thing, though. That was her lesson, yes. right? You, mm-hmm. you are... Your biggest enemy is yourself. Yeah. So it is what happened to Luke. Mm-hmm. When he went in, he, he saw himself. It was just a little more cool. It was a little more <laughs> slick when Ray went in. When Luke went in, it was kind of dirty. It was kind of right. clumsy. It was, uh, you know, but it was the same. But I'm going to go with Scott that this could, we were really could blow up everything. And hate Scott's going to be through the roof. Oh, man, come on. I never thought about that. Is the fact that, again, everyone's waiting and she sees herself. Because remember, what did she ask? Please tell me who are my parents. Right. And you see herself. Well, what if. She is the chosen She's one that everyone's parents. been talking about. We've been wrong this whole time. It yeah. She is the one right. that's created by midichlorians. She is oh, wow. the chosen one. And this is... Boosh! Yeah, you know, yeah, mind-blowing yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, if they go that direction, that really blows that up. That was really blows like, yeah. wow, mind-blowing. You know? So, like I said, I said this on other podcasts we've had. I've said that... Sometimes the force has to do something to correct from all the dark pull, so it throws mm-hmm. a an actor, and you can put this this person anywhere you want in the whole galaxy. They'll eventually get to the center of stuff, just like happened to Luke, happened to Anakin, happened to Rey. So that's the uh, that's the the end of that theory for you me. Like the force is a rubber band. Yes, and it okay. it's a continuum. It's and it, a yin and, and, and it yang, gets to a right? Point and you get to, you just, increase the amount of yang. You got to increase the amount of yang to make uh, it more whole. Ma- maintain that balance. All right. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's. I'm sorry to have done that to everybody. Uh, so back to the resistance cruiser. Poe's begging more time for this plan to work with the hacker, and he realizes that uh, purple-haired Laura Dern is going to abandon ship and shuttle everyone to an old rebel base. And uh, Poe stages a mutiny and commandeers this ship because he thinks she's quitting. And he locks the bridge, then Leia busts in. Poe's really happy to see her because she's better. She stuns him instantly, like right away. One shot, boom, not even a thought. Knocks him right out. Uh, Beautiful scene, though. Oh, yes. White gown, same blaster that she used to stun a stormtrooper. Uh-huh. Exact, exact the same. I said it was like a nice... I was like... That was awesome. Can I see it again? Where's the rewind? Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like not buying a new TV for 30 years, which I couldn't see. But I mean, she has the same blaster from 30 years ago. Okay, yeah. whatever. But it was cool. It was it's cool. lucky. It's lucky, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Leia decides to push forward with uh, Laura Dern, but she thought she was going to be in the Hunger Games instead's plan uh, to, to proceed to Hawk Two. And then on Hawk Two, uh, Ray and Kylo. She's growing more sympathetic to Kylo, and um, she asks Luke if what Ren said was true. Right, and they have a fight, and then uh, she eventually pulls a lightsaber out, and Luke's just holding a piece of wood, and Luke's like, "Okay, obviously, you know," because Luke, Luke, uh, we should mention this, closed himself off in the forest, not right. using the forest at all. Okay, so um, this at this point, I'd like to do some nerd encyclopedia theater. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so who would like to play young Ben Solo? Young Ben Solo. Like how young? Oh, in, in the flashback. Okay. Okay. Well, why not? I'll go for it. You play yeah. young Ben Solo. Yeah. I will play Luke Skywalker. Ken, you can play Rey. Wow, thanks. Hey, hey, you know, we just... Well, we ran out of characters. I don't know what you want me to do. You know, this is really an argument for diversity on the podcast and in the nerd cycle family more than anything. Exactly. Uh, so we'll just... So I'm that. English and I'm a woman. You don't right. have to do the accent. Oh, okay. You have to do the girl's voice. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so you ask me uh, what happened. And that's how we'll start. So tell me what happened. I'll tell you in a flashback. <laughs> all right, I'm just... Feeling a lot of darkness here. Just gonna go over and uh, go over and see my my nephew. Seems like he's having a rough time of it. Just gonna stand over his bed, pull out a lightsaber. Uh, let's let me just let me just check his head. See how everything's going in there. How's a how's everything going in Ben's head right now? Hey man, I just kind of figured out. Just like my grandfather before me, this Snoke's got the way. That's the way to go. Oh man, he is that. I I know what I'm talking that's, about. He's the way to go. That's, that's not that's not great news. I better just. Ignite this lightsaber, and, uh... You know, I can't just kill my nephew. Oh, hey, 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 man. How's it, uh... Kind of late, huh? Just a little bit... And scene. Well... <laughs> that's, that's another episode of Nerdcyclopedia <laughs> Theory, ladies and gentlemen. Wait a minute, I have a lightsaber. That was, that was, that was, Listen, I don't want to get into the sad parts. Is really what it comes to. So Luke says... Yes, it's true, but he had decided he could not kill Benny, so I was left with only my shame. Which is actually what's in the movie, not the Nerdcyclopedia theater version. I'd like to thank the Nerdcyclopedia players. For that riveting scene. <laughs> riveting, riveting, scene. riveting. This is something we do on the podcast pretty frequently. Like, now it's going to be hate podcast. <laughs> oh, man. That, that scene actually should have been a whole separate movie. Right? Oh, man. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> that, that whole sequence maybe there. We'll get a, maybe we'll get a Star Wars, you know... Other other worlds are the tale, the Another, tales of the Star Wars you know, universe. Uh, one, uh, yeah, they can call it Star Wars ben. the Upside Down. They can yeah. just call it Gentle Ben. Well, I mean, they're, you're pretty much you want to start the whole expanded universe over again. You mm-hmm. know, just create more stories. That's the story that needs to be told. Yeah, you know what right. happened because they can't tell it in the third movie. You know, Skywalker's already done, and, and that everything. wouldn't be expanded universe because the point of expanded universe is it's part not part of what's going on. It's expansion right now. It's a Another piece. So. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I still think of other stories. I mean, expanding being other stories that you can't really tell in a in a movie version. You know, um, like to me, Star. Would you guys consider like Star Wars Rebels Rebels expanded or? Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's canon. It's when canon. they say expanded, it's like well, these are Star canon Rebels. versus expanded. Expanded right, universe right, right, right. is just anything that's not in the movies. Not canon the is anything Disney produces. Yeah, it all has to fit right. in a timeline. It used right. to be, but but it doesn't have to really. Mesh. Canon used to be anything George Lucas said it was, which led to some crazy (laughs) stuff, but now it's whatever Disney says it is. And that means whatever makes them more money. Which is good, because we want these movies to keep getting made. Uh, Trust me, we're we're all capitalists here. Uh, None of us are communists. But somehow they need to tell that particular story. I think Because the weird thing is I still don't really know you get two sides of the story. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, by Kahlo, it's just like, Wait a minute! I'm snoozing out here, and all of a sudden, my teacher's got a lightsaber. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. Where 
you know, Luke, and I don't blame Luke. It's like, look at everything he's been through. He feels a little bit of darkness. Well, wait, man, I'm going to squash this out. Yeah, what right. What's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah. Oh, I'll just like, tell Lady you know, fell like, down a ditch, you know. He's I've, had, I've had some really, really rough times. <laughs> oh, where's, where's Ben? Where's Ben? I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Hey, Ben, you can go. You come to the... Yeah, so if I feel a little bit of darkness, hey, I'm going to squash it out. I don't want to go through this again. It's yeah, they, they, he knows it runs in the family, right? Right. So, you know, I don't blame them. They both, they're both justified in the way they, they view the scene. Or so, View the um, events. <laughs> so Ray is convinced they're still good in Kylo Ren, and determines that uh, she can turn him because she saw a vision of themselves of them together, which is the same vision Kylo Ren saw. They both saw a vision of themselves in the future together, which is why I asked the question I asked earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the Falcon with Chewie, and they ju- they get out of there with a couple porgs. Who I didn't. What did you guys think of the porgs? I like the porgs. Thought they were fine. Um, the females we- back of me loved them. <laughs> they were like, oh, I want one. Well, yeah. you know, we had the Ewoks. Um, I think the whole thing about We had a lot of Ewoks. One, yeah. Jar Jar. Oh, God. Let's not even talk no, about that. that never happened. Yeah, we we're going to eliminate that. <laughs> that was never in the movie. That was, Ken, Ken, that was never in the movie. <laughs> I did like when Chewie roasted one yeah. and oh, couldn't yeah. bring himself to eat it. Oh, that was That was, was like, yeah. okay, Chewie's like, Kind of cool. Yeah, it was like, cool. Yeah, all right, yeah. that's funny. But other than well, that, we're back and forth between you know the the, the porch just looking at just like, looking. <laughs> like that was my sister. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, th- I thought the way they played that scene was pretty just good. Delicious. Yeah, right. that that was a good example of humor. You know, being in the right place at the no, that right was good. Yeah, exactly. Humor, yeah, if right. George was Lucas, okay. if George yes. Lucas was making this movie, one of those pork would have pooped on Chewbacca. <laughs> oh yeah, I can write. You can write that down as a guarantee. So another good. Or thing. Chewie would have stepped in pork. Oh <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of them. Maybe slipped, fell down the. Right. Whoa, just and then been covered sense. with it. <laughs> so, so uh, Ray's gone. Ray gets off and goes with the Falcon. Luke lights a torch and goes to the sacred text okay. tree, and he's going to try to go in the in the, the tree, right? The sacred the text tree. tree. I like mm-hmm. that sacred text tree. <laughs> and then uh, he's going to burn it all down, burn up the sacred text, and then Yoda shows up. And Yoda... I did not expect that. That was a surprise. <laughs> uh, Yoda comes in. Before we talk about the scene, let me ask everybody, how'd he look? How'd Yoda look? <laughs> he looked, he looked good. <laughs> I think he looked good. Old, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's, you know... It's Yoda. He seemed a lot... He, you know, dead Yoda's a lot, a lot happier than living Yoda. It seems, like, <laughs> it seems like it really was time for Yoda to just let go, because he's giggling and laughing with Luke, and they're really slapping... If you saw, face. like, you know, the expand, like, Yoda was already, like, 950 years old already, so, you know... <laughs> Looking pretty good for that. Huh? It's all right. I, I thought yeah. I thought Yoda's humor was a callback to the original trilogy. Right. 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 Well, that's and what because he was not acting like that during the the, the, the prequel, prequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. During uh, yeah. yeah, during Phantom Menace, uh, mm. Attack the Clones. No, he's right. a different, you, different what, guy. What do you think? I, I thought I thought there was a definite decision. I know it was a CGI Yoda, but I know they made the decision to make him like the puppet Yoda. I definitely saw that. Um, I liked that he came. So he comes and he says. Says, wait, wait. So, so I think that was pretty good. The what the reason oh, why yeah. he did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that I'm was not, a good decision. Yeah, that okay. was not a, that okay. was not a negative statement. Okay, okay. I, I thought that it was a good decision to show Yoda with less mobility because that's how Luke knew Yoda. Um, and then Yoda tells Luke, "Hey, relax, guy." And then he just lights up the tree with some lightning. Tells him the books kind of stunk. <laughs> it's like they weren't really great books anyway. Age Turner, they weren't. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was good. And then Luke says, "I failed. You failed. We all failed." And he says. Uh, Yoda says the greatest teacher failure is, and then they've missed each other, uh, which is sweet. 
And then we talk. Then we go to Snoke's ship. DJ sneaks Finn, Rose, and BB-8 on the ship by tr- spoofing the shield. Phasma captures them because DJ's made a deal for money and a ship. He uh, leaves. At the same time, Ray is dropped off by the Falcon in an escape pod. Much to her chagrin, Kylo Ren uh, has her cuffed and takes her to the throne room of the Supreme Leader. Uh, Ray then tries to get Kylo to turn from the dark side and is saying, you know, we're going to be together. Kylo Ren says, I saw the same thing. You're going to join me together. We will... You know, rule the galaxy together. Sim, uh, we've heard this before from the Star Wars, I guess, guys, right? Like, we've definitely heard <laughs> those lines. Um, and uh, Snoke immediately starts messing with Rey. He locks her up via the Force and just starts moving her around the room a lot. And then she tries to use the Force to grab Luke's lightsaber, which is also her lightsaber. And uh, in, a, in a neat bit of little comedy, uh, Snoke sort of... Pull, like throws it by her and then hits her in the back of the head with it and then has it come back to him and sits it next to him, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, which which shows that Snoke is a very confident, a very confident Dark Lord, very confident. Overconfident. Well, we'll see. Right. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so um, he reveals that he is the one who linked mm-hmm. uh, Ray and Kylo Ren together so that mm-hmm. they could turn Ray. And trick her into delivering herself to Snoke because mm-hmm. Snoke is like, wow, I've only ever seen this much power out of Ben Solo, and I, he can't believe that she's not a Skywalker, but doesn't say she is a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, then he orders Kylo Ren to kill Rey, and he reads and narrates what's going on in Kylo's mind as he takes the lightsaber and turns the lightsaber toward his true enemy and ignites Luke's lightsaber using the Force. Uh, shooting Luke's lightsaber through uh, Supreme Leader Snoke's like kidneys, and then they pull the lightsaber out, cutting him in half and causing his torso and head to topple forward off of the throne. Which my note here is whoa with a bunch of O's and A's. Mm-hmm. Um, when that we was talk crazy. about when we talk about plot twists, this is the big one. Right? I would say yes. Wow, that was so. Crazy. So who's got a reaction to this? That's beyond just what the heck is going on. I didn't expect Snoke to. <laughs> I, I just didn't expect him to go so early. To me, it was just yes. early, you know. In, his, in our relationship with Snoke, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it, you know, he was going to last another movie, but um, was so. Are we to interpret that this this is a conflict with um, Kylo with him um, taking out Snoke? No, no. Mm-hmm. This is another benefit of seeing it twice. Okay. Now that you saw what happened the second, now you're in Kylo Ren's mind. Okay. Now, this goes back to expanding universes. There's something called the rule of two. Mm-hmm. There's one master and one apprentice at any time. And you basically know your apprentice is going to kill you. You know it's going to happen, but it's going to let the Sith move forward. But you can use the apprentice until then. Until then. And the idea is that you would kill the apprentice before it gets to that point. And right. then get a new apprentice, a secret apprentice. Now, remember, Snoke, when he was sinner saying, like, you failed me. What he said, you're just a little boy. Because remember... Kylo's kind of, you know, he's he's out. He throws temper tantrums. He's, you know, he's not fully developed yet, but he's, you know, he's a good apprentice. So Snoke never believed, never believed that Kylo's going to turn. He never believed, because the reason why he said, you're too weak. Right. You're still a little boy. Right. He never believed this was going to yeah. happen. And that was his undoing. That right? was his undoing. Now, Kylo's all the time is why he's a badass. This was his opportunity. Right. Yeah. He knew this the whole time. Now, think about this in your head when you see it again. 
He already knows this is my chance. So when you, see, it's all going to make sense. Everything he says, his facial expressions, everything. He's like, this is my shot. I'm going to do it. So I mean, just that makes that, sense in hindsight. Yes, <laughs> 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 again, that's the whole reasoning of all. Yeah, because I thought it was just like a conflict because no, you know he, he it was, was absolutely not. okay. He okay. knew exactly what he was going to. He was waiting for his opportunity. Yeah, I mean, yes. and that was a hell of opportunity. Yes, and was Snoke even all that powerful? I mean, really, if he went down like that, like that's how that's, that's how, how he went down. Out. He didn't see that coming. Well, there's two ways to look at that. One is that Ben is simply that exceptional. <laughs> I mean, if you, uh, uh, earlier when we, when we were talking about the scene where he smashes the helmet and stops wearing the helmet, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that I felt that he, the plot of this movie for him, his standpoint, was him eclipsing Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. This is what I meant. Because Darth Vader could never kill the Emperor... Basically, it basically took Luke to do it for mm-hmm. the most part, um, and that's what everyone believes anyway in the mm-hmm. in the galaxy. So what he has done here is he has eclipsed the accomplishments of his grandfather and fulfilled the destiny of, of Darth Vader, which was to rule the galaxy. I mean, if you look at it from Darth Vader's evil point of view, so that's my thoughts on on what that what that all means is that he has been planning this for a long time. Yeah. He's been meaning, like you said, meaning to use Ray to this end, and that's what he wants for And in somewhere prior to that, I think Ray says, like, you're a monster, and he does not, I am a monster. <clears throat> you know, he already knows, like, I am the true badass. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let anything, because I think even through the original trilogy, you know, whenever Luke's confronting Darth, he never really just says, you know, it's always like, you don't understand the power of the dark side. It's like, you know what I mean? It's almost like, it's not me, it's that, it's this power that's strong, where... Kylo's was like, no, it's me. You know what I mean? I am the one. And you don't know, and you're never going to know because I'm going to kill you. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So why didn't he take out his mom like he did Han? I think that was the one, and again, that you'll see it the second time, is that Snoke says, as your darkness rises, so does the light. He says that somewhere in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Point okay. which is kind of like, you know, it kind of makes sense. Okay. Like, if you still have a little bit of light in you. Okay. Um, so, but at this point in time, you know, in the context of the movie, you know, he's at that point where he's just seeing his opportunity, and that darkness is just... Complete. I'm just becoming director now, is the way I saw it mm-hmm. is the fact that... All right, I killed my mom. Like, oh, I've killed my dad. Like, God, oh, wow, I gotta be really bad to kill my yeah. mom. Too. You know? like, oh God, like, you know, like I can't. Oh, jeez, you know, or I've already done the unthinkable. How can I do the unthinkable twice? <laughs> or maybe he he just hesitated. Or he just, could be he just yeah. hesitated and his his you know other One good Tie way. fighter pilots just came in and. And did it. Another yeah. awesome so, thing is, you're right, is when the other file files came in, it's not like he's like, oh, right. he's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, that problem solved. Well, that problem, I didn't have to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then Hux, right. Hux is like, return to my ship. You're right. Like, We're done yes. here. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Right. I don't know that there was all that conflict like Luke had conflict, like Vader had yeah, conflict. Right. Yeah, I don't think I so. don't think that was nope. in there. I think he just hesitated. There's That's a, a good theory. I like so, that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. What I like else that. might go on. Or, yeah, I think maybe if you really look at it from where Kylo Ren's coming from, if he kills his mother like he was told, then Snoke isn't going to think that he needs a new apprentice. And wouldn't want wouldn't want Kylo to bring Rey to him. She would want he would want Kylo to kill her. So he really couldn't kill Leia for his plan to work right. That's another great theory. That's my cynical well, meaning. Wow, <clears throat> I'm a cynic. Excellent. 
So uh, after so after realizing that you know they just killed the supreme uh, leader of the first order, the imperial guards get into action. I've been waiting for that forever since nineteen eighty three. And they had different. They had the, they had like <laughs> lightsabers types like uh, swords they could turn into like whips, mm-hmm. which I was mm-hmm. like, which I thought was awesome. I could pull them into double edged swords or two swords. The fiber blades or fiber blades, yes, awesome. And they're all just. Uh, I just like the the way the whole scene was framed. I mean, the direction in that whole sequence with them going back to back. Back to back. Uh. (laughs) I just look at it like just the six-year-old boy and all of us, that was the fulfillment right there. Mm -hmm. you got to have a great space battle in Star Wars. you got to have a great lightsaber. But how do you do it without doing the same thing that's happened in the other seven movies? Right. So I thought it was unique the way they did it is the fact that, okay, it's two against five or six or whatever it was. You don't expect that, you know, for this brief second, Ray and Kyle are together for this yeah, brief second. Right. So, for, I mean, but at the same time, it was an awesome sequence. It was just awesome sword fighting, and it was just awesome. Yeah, the whole, when uh, when Kylo ignites the lightsaber in the dude's eye, and right behind him, just like, <laughs> yeah. Just awesome all the way around. That's the one where I think universally no one can sit there and say this was a bad scene. No, people that don't like this was the one we all got what we wanted. This is all taking place, of course, in the Technicolor red, beige, saturated. Yes, yes. I mean, the whole framing, I mean, the direction in that scene was just awesome. You know, the way they they did everything. I like Snoke's chair. (laughs) I would have liked to depend on that design group because, man, that was, it was uh, a little bit of the uh, interrogation droid. Mm hmm. You know, it's like they pulled that apart a little bit and used that um, <laughs> that j- vibe to it, and of course, just the throne look of mm-hmm. what the emperor had. But that chair—he looked at the, the camera was, like, was on it, and it was centered, and you were supposed to notice it. You were supposed mm-hmm. to see how cool it was. It was shot like one of the long tracking shots Stanley Kubrick uses, with all the balance and the shot composition, so you have bilateral symmetry. A lot of Just stuff from The so, Shining. Oh, yeah. like The Shining yeah. or Barry mm-hmm. Linden or mm-hmm. 2001. Probably it's the it's probably the one I should have used. Let's talk about um, Andy Serkis's. I mean, because we're going to be all snow because he's going to be gone after this. Nate. His 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 um yeah. his um well, <laughs> his, his 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 um his interpretation was it interpretation or just his his play of um Snoke was just awesome to me. You know, um, he only had he only could do so much in a projection mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens, but to to actually visualize him in that chair just talking, you know, and to moving. Kylo and moving and, and everything. And I mean, yeah, that's that was. I mean, it really goes to show how far um, CGI has come. You know, after all these years and everything, because obviously, you know, if you ever seen Andy Serkis, he does not look like that. No, no, no. You know? <laughs> you mean so, he hasn't been hit with a baseball bat? <laughs> <No. laughs> and to, to blend him in with um, Ray when him and Ray, you know, came together, you know, face to face and everything, it was it was visually awesome. If you guys seen, have you guys seen Justice League? No. You know, I saw no. it. No. <laughs> the, 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 the time they took to um for, for for you know pretty much this whole movie the time they took to um make every scene look real you know as real as you know a space odyssey mm-hmm. kid, versus what they did in Justice League to me was just night and day Justice League was did, it just did not compare to this and if you'd you like know? to hear a mostly negative review of Justice oh, yeah. League just yeah. scroll yes. right up the history and check out Nerd Cyclopedia and Addendum Justice League there you go absolutely so shameless plug yes we'll plug ourselves all day uh, so after uh, 
after they fight everyone off, Kylo tells Rey, you know, you need a teacher. You need someone to show you the powerful, but you need a teacher, and she refuses. Then Kylo says, you're nothing to everyone but me, and tells her her parents were just random junk traders who sold her for drinking. Drinking, yeah, drinking. Mm -hmm. And they're in a pauper's grave on Jakku. Um, which I guess is maybe true. So that we were talking about that. Um, I think there's evidence to suggest that's false, but of course that's just evidence that suggests things. Um, uh, for me, you know, I, I've become more and more. I can, I'm getting pretty convinced, like I said, that she's a Skywalker, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so they they fight over Luke Skywalker and they pull um, they pull it with the Force, and then Luke Skywalker breaks in half like it's almost nothing. And that, we're gonna, I'm going to put a pause on this scene. Okay. Finn and Rose are about to be executed by, um, in a nasty way apparently, by Captain Phasma. And they're about, to, uh, they're about to throw the axe. On the Resistance ship, the transports are cloaked, except now they're not cloaked. Uh, the First Order starts picking the transports off. And Laura Dern, who I've been making fun of this character the whole time. <laughs> Laura Dern sees this and does probably the most baddest ass thing you could possibly do and think of. And that's because even in a galaxy... Uh, far, far away. E equals MC squared. And she turns her ship around and rams it into Snoke's ship. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome, too. So the, uh, this is a massive explosion. Everything shatters. Reality shatters. And the way it was portrayed was excellent. This was a jaw-dropping moment in the theater, of course, yeah. especially for, you know, definitely for me. Yeah. In 3D. Yeah. It was a lot of oohs and ahs when, when that when, when that happened. Now, I've seen some scene. speculation about this. So there's that huge shockwave explosion, right, that emanates from Snoke's ship, right? Mm -hmm. There is speculation that that is not all equals MC squared. That, that is also a catastrophic explosion in the force caused by Kylo and Rey rending Luke's lightsaber in half. So there's an amplification to that. Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't okay. notice because of that. So there's, there's, there's thought of that. I guess no one else is buying that, so we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that seriously wrecks the First Order fleet pretty significantly. Um, so even though the Resistance is almost, you know, get beat up and almost done, they still have, in the last ten minutes, inflicted a loss on the First Order of most of their fleet and their leader. So obviously the First Order is also weakened by this encounter, probably way more than they should have if they were competent. But you get what you get, I guess, with leadership uh, on the dark side. And uh, then BB-8... Uh, starts uh, shooting off from an ATST like he's half Ewok. Uh, Sven and Rose escape. Uh, they all sort of jump in a ship and go back to the Resistance, right? It was, it was a good scene. Yeah, it's it was, a great scene. Uh, Finn was good. beats up on Phasma. Big time. And she calls him scum, and then he says rubble scum, which is nice, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, so... They make, the Resistance makes it to the Rebel uh, base on Crate. Crate is a planet that looks like Hoth, but is actually Salt Hoth. Mm -hmm. Covered in salt. There's like 30 survivors left, Leia, Poe, uh, and uh, Finn among them, also Rose. And the First Order shows up with a whole bunch of gorilla walkers and a battering ram. Uh, I put cannon in parentheses because it's really just a MacGuffin. And the walkers to prevent counterattacks. So they find enough uh, spare parts to put 13 speeders together and, and send it out there, which uh, seems like a silly thing. Uh, Hux and uh, Ren are ordering them the attack. I want to point out uh, something I missed uh, earlier is that uh, Ben declares himself the supreme leader when Hux gets to the throne room and Hux tries, to, <laughs> yeah. Hux tries to, to, to clap back at him. and It doesn't go well for Hux. No, you wouldn't think it would. <laughs> no, a, you can't mess with a, with a force adept. Um 
So the rickety speeders come, and then a bunch of TIE fighters come to pick them off. They, uh, the speeders are not particularly great. And then uh, Ray and Chewie randomly show up in the Falcon, and then Poe says they really hate that ship as uh, Kylo Ren orders all the fighters to go after the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Poe orders them to break off the attack itself, which echoes what he did earlier in the movie when he ignored Leia's command. Finn ignores his command, uh, dives right into the beam of the laser, starts catching on fire, and then Rose... Uh, saves him at the last second by crashing his speeder. She says uh, that we, we fight for the things we love, not against the things we hate, and kisses him, which uh, is a, a development. Mm-hmm. If you think that they're trying to pair Kylo and Rey off together, then this makes sense. If you don't, then it does not. I will say that it exists, therefore make your own conclusion. Mm. And... Uh, Finn, uh, you know, they first... Are we going to talk about that for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, it would have been nice, and just in my eyes, if Finn did make the sacrifice, mm-hmm. and you know um, Rose didn't just come in and just save him like that. So Finn um, would go down with the. Yeah, you know, I, I, now I, we've lost Snoke, we've lost Akbar, we've <laughs> lost, and now we lost Finn too. R.I.P. <laughs> Hunger Games order. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was. Uh, it, that's when it became a little tropey, you know, when I, I was. Maybe not even said it in this podcast, but um, Star Wars has invented tropes, <laughs> you know, and they continue them, you know. So um, Rose, you know, saving him, that was fine. I thought it was a little bit of a stretch um, that she did kiss him. I, I kind of saw it coming, but I don't think I guess you, you, you have Finn likes Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray is not, you know, eh, you know, she she's not really well um, here nor there with can we interject? Do you okay. remember uh, at some point where she goes into the millennium mm-hmm. and says something? I don't remember the exact line, mm-hmm. but when you see Finn mm-hmm. and then you're, woo, 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 yeah, tell him that. Yeah. No, we don't know <laughs> right. what that was. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. wait, we don't? Like, tell no, him, I you know, tell him I love him. Tell him, okay. tell him I miss him. We okay. don't really know because it was in Wookiee. So we don't it could know. have been. I'll tell him whatever I want. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, yeah, but I mean, for Rose to kiss him like that, I, I guess it it just didn't really sit right with me that um, Finn didn't. You know, they didn't really sacrifice Finn. I, I guess well, I Finn wanted tried to sacrifice sacrifice. himself. So the emotional journey for him is so good. So he is becoming a hero of the resistance and a yeah. hero of the rebels. Yeah. Yeah. So when he says, I'm rebel scum, and he's not running away, and he's just, he wants to sacrifice himself, and he feels almost like Lieutenant Dan, like he was robbed of these opportunities right. uh, to sacrifice himself. I thought it was just a way for them to save him for another movie. I think that's probably also <laughs> well, true. Probably true. But at the same you time, know. if he stops that cannon, mm-hmm. they just bring down another cannon. The outcome doesn't change. So I can understand why narratively that wouldn't be... It also is a little different because now we're talking about a little mini Death Star. You know what I mean? Again, it's always a big gun. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing for six We're going to take this big gun and point it at this little door. Yeah, they, and we're going to make the whole, right. the whole about well, six Well, they even wide. said it was Death Star attack. That, you're right. Yeah, exactly. They said it was Death like a mini Star attack. Version, and, you know what I mean? And that was what it was. But it was going <laughs> to cut a hole through the door. And the first order fires the cannon. Cuts hole through the door. Poe and Leia are prepared to meet their fate. And then out of basically nowhere. Nowhere. Luke... <laughs> Skywalker shows up and he tells Leia in a very sweet moment between the two siblings and especially in light of the uh, unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher he says that nobody is ever truly gone and he hands Leia the dice from the Millennium Falcon that are Han's dice and then he 
Goes out to face Kylo Ren's army alone. He does some winking, lets everyone know it's definitely Luke Skywalker. Luke looks a little bit different, too. Cut got himself up a little yeah, bit. He got a haircut <laughs> somehow. Got a haircut. <laughs> I don't know where barbers are in Octo. He's <laughs> 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 I don't know. Maybe, well, I would say RT did it, but he was already gone. So mm-hmm. Maybe he had uh, some other... Maybe X-Wing just did it for him. Mm-hmm. A pork. A pork. Yeah, a pork. Pork and some clippers. <laughs> so, uh, so Luke comes out, and Kylo Ren says, I want you to fire every single gun at mm-hmm. that man. And then he says, stop. I'm afraid that what you just heard me say was fire a lot of guns at that man. What I said was fire every mm-hmm. single gun mm-hmm. at that man. And then he does. And Luke's totally un- unharmed. Steps mm-hmm. out around the blaster crater, brushes off his shoulder, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, you know, in a Star Wars way, kind of gives him the finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ren says, I have to go kill him myself. And he comes down. Uh, at this point, Poe uh, Dameron realizes that Luke is trying to buy them time so they can escape. Uh, how can they escape? Uh, they realize they can follow the salt cats out. Uh, but they get stuck by a rock pile. So Luke and Kylo fight. This is where Luke says, this is not going to happen the way you think. Kylo says, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill her, and I'm gonna, and you're going to be the last of the Jedi. And he says, you're wrong about all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it was just a little bit... Uh a stretch that he just really thought that Luke was trying to buy him time. You know, do you think they could have did that a little better? Sure. <laughs> it could have been yeah. Leia, and he could have... You're right, because Luke could have just been like, hey, dude, I'm looking at it right now before I'm about to go out there. I bet this will buy you some time. And he could have winked, but he didn't. I just yeah. think whatever it's like the central character of this entire thing for the past 35 years, Luke Skywalker... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna kind of leave him hanging out to dry. <laughs> it is kind of weird. He, he can he can deal with it. He's yeah, okay. he's, he's gonna be he's all right. Let's get let's get out. Let's of here. Get, he should be okay. Yeah. You know <laughs> I, mean? I think it was understood that this was a diversion. Yeah. Luke was gonna go do this, mm-hmm. and we should you know follow this fox and get out of here. We're the ice salt dogs. Cats. Salt cats. <laughs> right. Salt cats. Salt cats. <laughs> <laughs> so the salt cats can get through the walk pile, but they can't. So they're stuck. And Luke uh, basically lets Kylo strike him, just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so he's going to do exactly what Obi-Wan did. It'll be a nice circular continuation and finalization. And Kylo Ren strikes him in the chest, and nothing happens because he's a force projection. Right. Which Mm -hmm. means that Luke Skywalker projected himself in such a realistic way that he could project his force presence, which Kylo Ren would have known. And projected himself in a form that Kylo Ren would have remembered. Not the way he looks now, but the way he looked then. That was pretty awesome. Also, <laughs> also, he does not make footsteps. No red footsteps for the Thank you. A lot of people. I mean, I'm surprised you noticed that on the first viewing. Because you're kind of wondering, why do we have red salt planet? What's right. going on with this? Well, there's a reason for it. Right before that, Kylo scrapes his foot. And you see all of a sudden, you see the red come out. Luke does the same thing, but nothing happens. Right. So it already tells you right there. So it's a nice but I didn't catch it. I'm, I'm Kylo, amazed you caught that right away. But because he's having the, yes. he has another Kylo Ren freak out. He doesn't notice it. He just has right. a Kylo Ren roid rage, right. force rage, yeah, rage rage again. You know, yeah. what I mean, which is you know, he's done it a couple times. No surprise. So how did that being said, and I, and I was disappointed in myself that I didn't really see that coming because I should have should have seen that Luke wasn't going to come out of. The sky in the X-wing <laughs> fighter and save the day, mm-hmm. like he should have. But anyway, how did he? What did he? How did he do uh, Han's dice? He just did Han's dice, like the same way. He, so he made well, they were physical. Here, here's the answer: Is do you remember at one point whenever Kylo and uh, Ray are you know talking to each other, 
and she's like falls in a pool and comes out there talking to each other and then it cuts away right before they cut away it shows him and it's got water on it so somehow when you're force projecting that some of the actual physical things can, can still can move can through. kind of move through it so that's the answer of how he could bring the dice that's how real the right. sensation is and as Kylo Ren said to Ray the exertion must be killing you we cut back uh, Luke says Kylo Ren realizes Luke is a, uh, a force projection, and Luke says, "I am not the last Jedi." Mm-hmm. Disappears from uh, disappears from the planet. We cut back to Luke. Um, when he says, "I'm not the last Jedi," the next shot is Ray mm-hmm. moving uh, the block, the rock pile out of the way for the Resistance fighters next to all the spice cans. Which is pretty blatant, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, you know, it's, it's heavy-handed, but it's okay for that. And then she clears the stones. The fighters get away on the Millennium Falcon. And Kylo Ren screams in rage as Luke smiles on Octu the whole time at a binary sunset. And then he disappears, the effort of the Force projection having literally killed him. And that's R.I.P. Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And not R.I.P. Leia. Leia is fine. She is on the <laughs> Falcon. So once again... Uh, With Chewie. What is that? What's that line from uh, Walk the Line? The wrong kid died. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, you can look at it that one if you want to. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Leia says, uh, Rhett, when uh, Ray feels Luke slip away, Han's dice go away. And Leia says, we have what we need to rebuild. And then we cut to uh, the kid at the uh, Space Vegas, uses the force to pick up a broom, mm-hmm. and then stands looking at the Falcon above him in a stance reminiscent of a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the movie fades out, says, in loving memory of our princess, Carrie Fisher. That is the end of Star Wars Episode 8. I'll tear my notes in half so I don't get a copyright notice from uh, Disney. That's true. There you go. And <laughs> so, uh, that is uh, that is the movie. Yeah, it was a, um, it was a, it was a good movie. Good movie. Like I said, um, I gave it a solid seven. I liked at the end um, how she she lifted those rocks. <laughs> I really liked. I really I, liked the that, rocks. That was yeah. I mean, it was tropey, but I mean, it was a callback to um, you know her at the beginning learning her um, you know force um, you know force stuff and everything. And, and she was able to rocks. Ask. Well, she he says it's not all moving rocks. Right. And yeah, right. she's like, right. oh, it's moving rocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it turns out it was moving rocks. It was. Yeah. 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 actually yeah. saved him and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, she's real powerful. Um, so it's good to see that you know they 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 step Ray up, you know, for this movie and everything. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid movie. Very good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I I, I loved it. Is the fact that. You know, it didn't do anything that I thought it was going to do. Uh, in a way, I was kind of worried that this is going to be... Like, there was people thinking before, it's going to be Empire 2, which it wasn't. Um, mm. You're going to get your answers, but you didn't. Right. Or the answers you got were not the answers you think you're going to do. Right. Yeah. Which right. is exactly what Empire did. You right. got some answers. Mm-hmm. If anyway, it yeah. did mirror that because it did leave you kind of like waiting or, well, okay, what's going on? And it didn't give you the answers you thought, so that way it did marry. Well, if you yes. if you look at, I, and this is just something, and I, I would never expect anyone to know this or have done this, but I one time got real bored and I looked at some of the oldest message board posts on the internet ever mm-hmm. from 1981, and a lot of the speculation after Empire was was Vader telling the truth, mm-hmm. who's the other Skywalker, you know, is he really Luke's father? 
So just like how we are left in a position where there's a lot of questions that we have, and that's sort of uh, that's going to be coming up in a, in a segment here. But um, you know, uh, it's very similar to how the mm-hmm. second movie ended. So before we before we go here, and I, I just want to say thanks again to, to everybody for joining us today. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome to the Nerd Cyclopedia podcast. And uh, to Tony and Ken, thanks so much for coming. Uh, I did want to get a sense of you know we talked about a one to ten ranking earlier, and I'll share my ratings on this. I posted this on our Facebook page after I saw the movie. Uh, that uh, I really liked this movie a lot. It is, I believe, my third favorite. I'm pulling my uh, post up here. I'm cheating a little bit, guys. <laughs> but it, uh, my ratings basically go from uh, it's Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, this movie, then seven, six, three, two, one. And oh. two and one are much lower. Than are we putting Rogue One in here? Or let's let's leave Rogue One out. Rogue I just want to look at really. You don't want to include Rogue One. I don't want to include Rogue One just because okay. it's hard. I feel like it's a it's its own thing. Okay. And I really okay. feel like Rogue One. So yeah, now I've said it before on the podcast okay. too. I think Rogue One, if you mix it, if you mix it together with Episode Four, is that good? I would probably put it in between right below six. Probably is where I put that if we were going to include it. Me actually, it's ironic. I have the exact. The only reason I have to put four one because without four, there is none of this. That's the really, it is the original, yeah. it is the one, how can you not put a number one? You have to. In my mind, that's what it is. But, I understand that, you know, anybody that's a true nerd knows the beauty of Empire. Empire yeah. was just amazing. But I just, the only reason why I gotta flip-flop them. At the exact same thing, I would put this number three. I would. I would mm-hmm. put, actually, probably, again, you know, seven, right after that. And then I'd probably put Rogue One if we're going to put up hard, put it right there. Yeah. And then of the prequel, I think we all agree three was the best. Three was by far the best because it was the darkest. Yeah. We finally see Vader getting burnt. So you know, it was cool. <laughs> you know, out of the prequels, that was like the best one. And that's a movie that went the way you did think it was going to go. Right. Well, you <laughs> so know. did get burnt up. And I think you know, there's this big Rogue One. Like, oh, Rogue One is the best. Rogue One is awesome. And I think it's kind of like. Three is like you know how it's going to end. Obviously, mm. you know what it's going to happen. Now it's just well, how did we get there? Right. And that's the big thing about this movie is that well, I spent two years on a podcast, not to downplay ours, but <laughs> or you know on a message board of this is who Snoke is, and now you're wrong. Yeah, this is who Ray is, and now you're wrong. <laughs> You've invested two years of your life of nerddom, and, and now, now it's wrong. completely yeah, shattered. You're, right. you're completely wrong. You made and, YouTube videos about it, and you were wrong. And you were completely wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now that's why well, I don't like it. You know, so. Well, that's a, I mean that's the great thing about fandom is like you can just create your own like theories. You just mm-hmm. keep the conversation going even after the movie ends and everything. I mean, especially if with something as dense as Star Wars. I mean, it's just so much that you can speculate. And then, you know, they end up giving you answers. And, you know, this may not be exactly what you want. Sometimes that may actually retroactively, you know, just make you think, um, make you not like certain things. We'll just run with it. You give me an answer. And this is actually how it happened. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. well, you know what? But this I think if, if we go through time, <laughs> right, right, right. as we go through time, I think this is going to be like a fine wine. You're not going to realize it on the first tasting. I think as we go on 10 years from now, the beauty of this movie is really going to come into play. But I agree, number three, Ken, where, do you, where would you place it? Uh, I would put, well, like you said, full, A New Hope, yeah, Empire. Definitely. I'm kind of like, I don't know where they would be, really. If I was going to like sit down and not do anything for the afternoon and New Hope was on, that's probably the first one. So I would put New Hope, Empire. Mm-hmm. 
I'd put Revenge of the Sith at three for me, just because it does do a whole lot to, to kind of push mm-hmm. the original trilogy forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So I like that. I'd put this one in. I'd put Last Jedi in four, just because it is starting to bring back a lot of things for me that really why I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throw in, I mean, I know you hate Phantom Menace, but... And I saw it I know, last and night. You saw it and, and I did know, not try to. It actually, it, I was not the one to put it on, and it was what? now an intercession between the podcast and this movie. I I'll tell you, if you're not gonna, movie. if you're not gonna like it, but you should look at it and that you see where where the Jedi fit. Yeah, and it's the only time you're really ever gonna see in a movie mm-hmm. where the Jedi fit into the galaxy. They're kind of like what a, their job was. They're like an FBI Delta Force. Yeah, they were. They were yeah. there, like, and, and I and I said it earlier in a lot of the other uh, in, in the other uh, podcasts that I that you asked me to help you know kind of participate in. Yeah, just you saw them keeping all these different political factions in check. That was their job. That was the only thing they had to do. So you saw that. So I'd put Phantom Menace in at maybe five or six, and the other one, Attack of the Clones, great battle scenes. So I'd put that in at maybe eight. Putting an eight. I mean, it'd be tough for me to even do this. That okay, was, that was difficult no, for me to put. We got a lot of score bunching here because you're calling you're calling episode eight like maybe the fourth or fifth best, and then you got that as a nine and a half, which means you've got <laughs> you've got every other Star Wars movie in between nine and a half and ten, which is awesome. Sam, your your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm coming at it from a um, cat because I'm not as you know my expertise doesn't rise above you guys because you guys are the Star Wars experts. So I'm coming at it from like a casual. You know, fan perspective, I put The Force Awakens as number one if I can't put Rogue One as number one. You can if you want, Sam. <laughs> Sam, we've said this before. This is our podcast. Hashtag you can do, Sam. You can do whatever you want right. anyway. Well, okay. Well, I'm putting Rogue One as number one. Um, Force Awakens is num- my number one in the canon, you know, the um, you know trilogies. I'm sorry, the, you know, the, the, the nine movies that are about to come out. Um, and then I go uh, New Hope, Empire, and then Return of the Jedi, and and then this movie, you know, the Last Jedi. As far as the um, prequel trilogies, they're they're at the bottom. It took me a while. It's 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 a sl- it's a slug through for the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones for me. Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I can actually sit through that whole movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's, so. I, the darkest one. Yeah. Yeah. My whole thing with the prequels. This is now going into like just my little bit of knowledge, slight knowledge about film. Is I don't think Hayden Christian was a good actor. No, I, don't, I just, just I didn't like Natalie Portman's yeah. performance. That's also yeah. just crazy. It's just yeah. the fact. Now I said this as people that are already bashing the last. I said, look, there is no Jar Jar Binks. No. So let's just say that. Don't even start mm-hmm. bashing this movie, and you can sit there and sit through the Phantom Menace. Don't even tell me that story. <laughs> and then I sat there and said, like, you cannot tell me that Adam Driver and Daisy really did a fantastic job. They blow away Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Acting-wise. Acting-wise, acting wise, they're just much better. Mm-hmm. Is, Their performance is it, are great. Okay, what well, brings up a question, and we're, we're not going to go too much longer here. Um, how do you guys feel about George Lucas not having any input in these in these trilogies, um, because the way I see it is his uh, his sense of direction with the fan, you know with the first you know pre- you know prequel trilogies was probably a big reason why you didn't get that type of performance with Hayden Christensen. Yes, you know um, on top of him not being a great actor, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Luke, I mean um, Lucas's direction wasn't really that great either. You know, no. as far as I was concerned. 
Um, you had some really good um, directors with these two movies, um, with um, Ryan um, Rick Ryan Johnson because he did Looper. Looper was a awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and J.J. Abrams. I mean, he's you know Star Trek, you know Lost, and yeah, you they know, used uh, Lawrence Kasdan was uh, involved too. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Was, he was why Empire was. So you, you, so. you, you have really. I mean, and pretty much they come from a fanboy perspective. I mean, they grew up on Star Wars, mm-hmm. so they have their own visions of you know how they see things and how they actually want them to go. With the added benefit of you got CGI to where to the point of where. Lucas probably wish he was actually directing these movies. Sure. Oh yeah, you know, um, could have ruined him. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, yeah. he could have he could have went that direction as well. But I think it was it's it was really great that they got you know um, you know these people to direct these movies. I mean, what do you guys think? I'm okay. Um, I think it's just for the fact that George Lucas is the mastermind. So of course you want the mastermind to be there just because you want your feel good moment. He's been there. He's the guy. It's his vision. It's okay. But then I look at it, yeah, he also came up with a Phantom Menace and was okay with it. So maybe... He's like eating a sandwich. His kid's playing with a truck over in the corner. Yeah. He's going like... Rah, 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 and he's like, we're calling aliens that. Just takes a big bite of the sandwich. That was yeah, so I, it doesn't... I mean, my whole thing is from a different perspective. It's just for the fact that the original Expanded Universe started in 1994. There was a book called Heir to the Empire, written by Timothy Zahn. And it was right after what happened after um, Return, of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Now, this one, like, and I can give it away now because it's all non-canon now, is that Grand Admiral Thrawn became the leader. And basically, this was awesome, is that in Return of the Jedi, you know how Luke lost his hand? He kept the hand. He found it. Made a clone of Luke. And the whole thing was Luke fought himself. <laughs> it was awesome. Now, but then they had all these books. It was basically from 1994 to like the, around 2013 or so when Disney bought it. Yeah. 20 years of stories out the window. Out the window. Out the window. So to me, I spent thousands of dollars on <laughs> Thousands. And then one day, oh yeah, just you forget it. That didn't happen. Well, that's actually... So that's great, what bothered me. That's actually a great teaser for our upcoming episode. We've already got it in the can, too. The EU special we're going to be releasing this week... Uh, with me and a listener we've referenced before named the Iceman, uh, Justin, we're going to go through the EU. We talk about mm-hmm. the Empire. We talk about New Jedi Order, which is where mm-hmm. I read like every New Jedi Order book. So yep. uh, definitely, if you if you like what you heard here, definitely tune in on Thursday. Subscribe, download. You know, we'll have uh, we'll have that for you, and then we'll also have our next regularly scheduled uh, episode, which would be, I believe, the rest of S. Yeah, the rest of S. Um, Ken and Tony, we definitely would like you guys to come back for some more. Oh, absolutely! You know, sure. for some more um, verbiage Thank and everything, because um, this this came out pretty decent. Um, yeah, so visit us at you know, nerdcyclopedia.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at nerdcyclopedia. Um, email us at nerdcyclopediapodcast at gmail.com and guys, um, this was a this was a solid. You know, Last Shadow was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, any it's, it's a divisive movie among fans, um, but a lot of critics actually did like this movie a lot. Uh, critically, it went up. Um, there's already talks on it's going to be the first one where Driver and Ridley will actually be nominated Best mm-hmm. Actor beside yeah, yeah. first time ever, mm-hmm. right? Best film, it's possible. And then I think Star Wars was. I'm gonna, I Star go Wars is nominated for Best Picture. It was okay, yeah, so I have to go picture. back, but. Uh, you know, very few times do science fiction movies at all exactly. get this type of acclaim, right. and it already is. 
And again, I'm just going to go back to that. I just think the general consensus, if you don't like it, is it's the line. This is not going to end the way you think. If yeah. you go in with that, you're going to be okay. As far as I'm concerned. And I'll end with that. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a good ending to me. Yeah. Anything else, Scott? Um, that's, uh, I guess that's about everything I had. Uh, as far as speculation... You know, what I'd like, if anybody who's listening to this, if you would throw us a response or a reply on the actual post on Facebook for the op- episode, if you want to throw us some feedback, you know, we're already soliciting feedback from people. We know there's other differing opinions about this movie. Um, you know, if you send us something, you know, we'll be sure to address it, send you a reply. Um, but we definitely want to hear from everybody. So if you could, you know, go on our Facebook wall. Uh, you can just reply thread on, uh, on the post for the podcast itself. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to it. Quick final thought from Ken, and then we'll end off with that. Well, one thing I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, solo is that's going to give you another. That's six months from now, right? Uh, May, to June, yeah, May, uh, May. It said I thought it said May on okay. The, on the you're right, you're right. But uh, okay, um, I think that the franchise, even though maybe Lucas isn't directly involved, you're not telling me that Kathleen Kennedy isn't giving him a call. Yeah, and I hey, kind of hope she's not. I if this... you want to know the truth, to be honest, I know he threw out all the stuff that he did for this trilogy, and it's been pretty all right. Yeah. I would prefer yeah. this to the. But I think he's still there, and invo- I mean, he, I mean, I, I mean, you, you, anyone would, and I think she's even said in interviews that she'd still, you know, she's got him on speed dial. Mm-hmm. So this this new one, I'm excited to see because this really delves into what we like. Mm-hmm. Like old school, maybe even now. Uh, what was the what was the trilogy that uh, Han and Chewie? What was the books? Uh, uh, Solo's Man, End. Solo's End. Solo's End. Which were, I haven't read oh them in God. probably twenty five yeah. years because mm-hmm. that was even those. I think those even came out before Last Command. They did, did. yeah. They were the original, like Splinter's Eye. Yeah, was like oh, one man. of the first sort of offshoot one shots of. Because Splinter's Eye was even Luke and Leia going into Dagobah. Yeah, that going was... Going into the, into the pit of darkness. Yeah. So this is going to be back in that era, so I'm super excited to see how this, oh. that is going to uh, turn out. But love, I love you guys. All right. Guys All right. <laughs> <laughs> we love you too, kid. We're a Nerd Cycle family for sure now. Nerd Cycle in the house. So, um, yeah, we're, we're ending on that. Um, you'll see us next... You know, next podcast we're going to continue to S, and we'll see you when we see ya. Take us out.